Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Have you noticed the question that everybody's asking these days? When are we going to get back to normal? But what if? What if? What if what we deem as normal is actually somewhat abnormal? Have you ever thought about that? Just pondering it. What if? What if the things that are most important in our lives are actually really not all that important in eternity? What if? I mean, I'm just asking the questions, what if? What if the way that we think of church is not actually what God had in mind when he sent Jesus to birth the church? What if? And what if our idea of worship is not really... God's idea or misses the mark of God's idea of worship. I mean, just saying, what if? Well, this morning, as we launch into our reboot of our in-person gatherings, and as we pivot into a brand new series, we start a series today entitled Recalibrate. Recalibrate. The word recalibrate means to adjust the way I do or the way I think about something. And in this series, what I'm doing is I'm inviting all of you here at Grace Crossing Church to prayerfully and humbly ponder those questions with me. Because I've been thinking a lot about those what-if questions. Here is the catalyst key verse that I'm using for the series, Recalibrate. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Let me, just, let me just pause right there for a moment before we continue reading this. Can we do that this morning? I mean, can we actually rejoice in the Lord that we are back together as a church in this reboot service. Listen, you are not gonna spread droplets by putting your hands together. And so can we rejoice together that we are here back together as Grace Crossing Church today? Let's continue reading. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you all. It's almost as though Paul is writing these words in the midst of a pandemic. And he's almost telling us exactly how to respond in the midst of difficult circumstances like we are experiencing. The reason I know Paul didn't write that in the midst of a pandemic is that the very next verse he says this, greet one another with a holy kiss. That is not going to be happening anytime soon. 
And so the series that we're building, Recalibrate, is built on that phrase that we find in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, strive for restoration. The word in the Greek actually means recalibrate. Restoration is returning something back to its original condition or its original place. Not necessarily the way things used to be, but the way they were intended to be. Each week in this series, we're going to bring to you a subject that begins with the first two letters of recalibrate, R-E. And this morning, I want us to join our hearts together in reclaiming worship. That's what we're going to talk about today. Reclaiming worship. The word reclaim means to retrieve something that has been lost or misplaced. And I would suggest to us today that some of biblical worship has been lost or misplaced and it needs to be retrieved. And so this morning, I'm gonna give you three things about worship that I think we need to reclaim here at Grace Crossing Church. Before I give those three things to you, however, let me give you the big idea for this week's talk. God is not nearly as interested in a singing church as he is in a worshiping church. God is not nearly as interested in a singing church as he is in a worshiping church. Now, I know for some of you here at Grace Crossing, it was the music that attracted you to the church. You you love the band. You love the songs. You love the passion. You love the energy. You You love every part of coming and being engaged in the music. But listen, singing may attract people, but worship is what God is attracted to. What attracts God's heart, what gets God's attention, is not just singing, though that's an aspect of worship, but what attracts God is worship. So this morning, there are three things I think we need to reclaim about worship. First one, I think we need to reclaim the heart of worship. We need to reclaim the heart of worship. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Now, though we are not singing with our mouths today, it is possible to sing and make music from your heart to God. That word worship is an interesting word. You know, whenever we communicate, we have the assumption that people understand the words we say like they are intended or like we understand them. We do that every day in communication. We say things with the assumption that people know what it is that we're talking about. That, however, is not always the case. That is certainly no more true than when it comes 
to understanding the Bible and the words that are contained in the Bible. Take, for instance, the word worship. Whenever you hear the word, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Let's be honest. For most of us, the first thing that comes to our mind is the music, is the singing. Or it might be this gathering together that we call our worship service. That might be the first thing that comes to our mind when we hear the word worship. But according to scripture, though that is a part of it, it is an expression of worship and the way that we do it, it is not the essence of worship. Because here's what happens the moment we make it about music or we make it about singing. We all of a sudden start evaluating things based on what? Our personal likes and dislikes. Our personal preferences. Our favorite songs. I hear people walk out sometimes and they go, man, that was a great worship service today. What do they mean? What they mean is I love the music today. I love what I experienced. Man, when the band did that song, man, it was just so good. And and then we do the opposite, right? That worship service was just okay today. Why? Because the music wasn't our style. Can I just say something that I think is important for you to hear? In case you haven't figured it out yet, let me just let, me just let the cat out of the bag on, on what's really important about worship. Worship is not about me. Worship's about God. Worship is not about you. Worship is all about God. Worship is not about our likes or dislikes, our personal preferences. Worship is all about God. And that's what needs to be reclaimed in, in the heart of worship. In fact, what this scripture says is that we are to sing and make music in our hearts to the Lord. Now, it all goes on to say this, that we are to do it by giving thanks for everything to God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. That means that we are to give thanks for physical distancing. I know it's hard. That means we are called to give thanks for face coverings. I know it's difficult. But let me give you a really important definition of worship. Worship is all of the ways in which I express my gratitude to God. Worship is all of the ways in which I express gratitude to God through Jesus. Every time I am grateful to God for something... I am worshiping. Every time you return thanks, even though it's hard and the circumstances are not favorable, you are functioning like a worshiper. In fact, I would suggest to us today that it is virtually impossible to worship God while having ungrateful hearts. It takes gratitude of the heart to be a worshiper, according to Scripture. So we need to reclaim the heart of worship. The second thing I would suggest we got to reclaim, and we got to fight for reclaiming this, is we need to reclaim the focus of worship. The focus of worship. Did you know that the first two of the Ten Commandments are all about worship? No other gods right? Which, which means that God understands there are things that can take his place. No other gods. And then the second one 
is that we should not worship anything that even looks like an image of God. The second thing that I, I don't know if you know, but that, that is important for you to know, is that the root word for worship is the word worth. Which means every time you worship, you are ascribing value and worth to something, to anything. Christian worship is ascribing worth and value to God alone. Christian worship is ascribing value and worth to God, not for his works, no. Not for his gifts, no. It is ascribing worth and value to God simply because he is God. That was the idea of worship Jesus carried in his ministry. We read a tremendous story and account in John's gospel where Jesus really punctuates this word worship. It's a conversation that Jesus is having one day with a, a woman from Samaria who was by all accounts deeply immoral. By all accounts, by religious leadership standards and certainly by his disciples, Jesus' conversation with this woman on this particular day would have appeared scandalous. She was deeply broken. She had moved in and out of relationships with men. She had been married nearly as many times as Elizabeth Taylor. And, and the guy that she's now sleeping with, she's sleeping with a man with whom she is not married. Everyone would say, that's the kind of woman that a man should not be alone with, and yet that is exactly where Jesus finds himself. By the world's standards, he's in the wrong place at the wrong time talking to the wrong woman, but not by God's standards. He was right where he needed to be. And in the course of this conversation, this woman does really the unthinkable. She brings up worship. In John chapter 4, it is not Jesus who brings up worship. It's this woman, which tells me this. This woman was an immoral woman, but she was not an irreligious woman. She says this to Jesus. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain where we're standing. But you Jews say that we are to worship in Jerusalem. Here's how Jesus responds. John's gospel, chapter four, verse 23. A time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Now, when Jesus here uses the word worship, it is a word that actually means to bow down and to kiss the hand. What Jesus is doing in this moment is Jesus is taking that woman back to the original mountain where the Ten Commandments were given. And what Jesus is saying is this, worship as you've come to understand it is not about a mountain. Worship as you've, as you've come to understand it is not about a place. Worship according to God is all about what you adore and what you admire most. This woman had bowed down, given her body away, and in the process had given her heart away. 
And what Jesus is really saying to her is this, you've been a worshiper. You've just been worshiping the wrong things. Your focus of worship has been on the wrong pleasures. Worship is not about bringing you pleasure. It's about bringing God pleasure. It's about bowing and placing yourself before him in an attitude and a posture of humble reverence and respect. Which brings the second idea and definition I want to give you for worship. Worship is centering our mind's attention and our heart's affection on God. It is centering our mind's attention and our heart's affection on God. It brings us to one final thing we need to reclaim about worship. This woman's story sets it up beautifully. We need to reclaim the purpose of worship. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, gives us perhaps the most succinct definition anywhere in Scripture for worship. Here it is. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and spiritual worship. If you ever get confused, if you ever feel like your heart's getting lost in what is the purpose of worship, why do we do it? Just go to Romans chapter 12, verse one. Because what Paul does here is he gives us the clearest definition and understanding of worship that actually summarizes all of the Bible. And there are several things you need to know about worship. The first one is this, we do not initiate worship. God initiates worship. That's what the Bible actually uh, suggests here. In view of the mercies of God, plural, in the original language. In view of the mercies of God. Lamentations says this, that, that God's mercies never come to an end, and they are new every morning. So let me ask you the question. Have you yet today, since you took your first waking conscious breath, have you actually thanked God for the new mercies of this day yet? Do you know, in a, in a climate of COVID and in a culture of George Floyd's, we should stop and thank God that we have breath in view of the mercies of God. Second thing you should know, worship is a total body experience. In view of this, present your bodies a living, holy sacrifice to God. Now you gym rats here, uh, and who are watching us perhaps on our live broadcast, you know a little something about total body workouts. You know that a good workout means that every part of your body at some level is engaged. It takes the whole body. Well, I would encourage you to think of worship as a total body exercise. It is not just the mouth singing songs to God. It is not just upraised hands. It's not just feet that bring us together in a place of worship. Those things are all good, and they're all important, and they're all part of it. 
But did you know worship also involves your mind? Did you know biblical worship also involves the secret motivations of your heart, the things left unsaid? Did you know that worship, as God intends it, is, is something that involves and engages every part of your will? And what the Bible here is suggesting is this. Worship is not a style of music. Worship is a lifestyle. According to the Bible, we are hardwired for worship. We are engineered to worship something. Question is, what will it be? What will it be? The final thing you should know according to this scripture is that the Bible says that it is our it is our true and proper worship to God. God initiates it. We respond with it to a full body response. And what the Bible suggests is that is the proper response to God. Worship is our response to the mercies of God. And when we think about God's mercies, when we think about all that God's done, is there anything else that we can do other than just worship God for who he is? Now, on Father's Day, my wife gave me a gift. My wife knows that I'm hard to surprise. So she actually told me, hey, I got a gift I'm really excited to give you. And, and I said, well, why don't you give it to me early? And she said, well, I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to wait. She goes, but if you can guess what it is, I'll give it to you. And I said, slap it on my wrist. I just, I just, for some reason, always ruin the surprises. And so I said, slap it on my wrist. And she goes, oh, you, you, you figured it out. And she got me a eye touch. So I've been wearing it for the last few weeks, and I love it because it does so many things and tells me things I want to know about myself and maybe things I don't want to know. But the one thing that it does that I love so much is it has a feature on it that every so often my wrist will vibrate. And the words will come up on my watch that say, get moving. What's it telling me? I've been sitting too long. I'm not engaged like I need to be. I need to get my body moving and functioning. Listen, you and I have been internally wired by God for worship. And there is something that vibrates in the soul of every single human being that says to us, get worshiping. Get worshiping. This morning, we are wanting to get back to worshiping, but we don't want to get back to worshiping with the wrong focus, the wrong heart, and the wrong priorities. We want to make sure that we are doing and worshiping God the way that God intends. But make no mistake about it, friends. Here at Grace Crossing Church, we are going to be intentional about getting worshiping because that's how God has created us. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.